When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Odds and End Zones, a podcast feature of milehighreport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. So, Ian, last week we recorded our podcast uh, that uh, we, we ended up taking it down because uh, it feels like every time we record something, it becomes obsolete in the first five minutes of it being posted. But uh, we have some da- somehow entered a world where... The top candidates for the defensive coordinator position were former head coaches of the Denver Broncos, and we landed on our good friend Vance Joseph. And when I say we, obviously, I'm talking about Sean Payton. Uh, We're living in some crazy times here. I didn't see that coming. We're having the time of our life. Yes, we are. There it is. Time of our lives. We're having the time of our lives. I I expect we'll see a lot of really good practices and uh, all that good stuff. You know, I, I do it's think they have a leader of men. I, you know what? Yeah. Sean Payton is there. Um, <laughs> just like, what, what are we doing? I'm going to, I'm going to try real hard not to do the memeing of Vance Joseph. I know it's very easy to do. Uh, and, and it's easy to fall into the trap and I'm going to try hard, but I'll fail. Don't worry. Um, but I, I do find it fascinating that this is the world we live in, but I'm, I'm not like, I don't care. And I, I know that's going to sound weird to people listening to the show, but We've talked about this ad nauseum. We have we have gone over it uh, a lot since the end of the last season, and then the the sort of the approach to hiring Sean Payton, and then Sean Payton comes in. I, I am still of the opinion that I I don't I don't care. I have there's nothing to get excited about. There's no reason to uh, 
not to necessarily be negative about things. I'm not going to be one of those people that pokes hole in all of the holes in all of the the Broncos plans, but I'm not going to work myself up into a frenzy this offseason because nothing has panned out over the course of the last 7 years. That's that's where I'm at. It I'm at a point where it's like I I'm I'm a wait and see guy right now. I'm 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 happy the Broncos got Peyton. I'm fine with them hiring Vance Joseph, which I know some people are fine with, some people are not. I, I still, just to kind of reiterate it, and then I'll go away from it because I know I probably should. Talk to me in September, October, right? Talk to me at the end of October. If the Broncos are uh, in contention then and, and look like a, a better team, all right, maybe I'll smile for you. To get back to the Vance Joseph hiring, <clears throat> I've said numerous places that he was not my first choice, and I'm not a fan of it because I look at his defenses at other places. And then I look at the defense that he's had against the Kansas City Chiefs, his time in Denver, and then even last year against the Cardinals. Now I get it, the Cardinals were a dumpster fire inside of a burning building. But he does not do well against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. And that's the biggest issue facing the Denver Broncos going forward. It has been since Patrick Mahomes took over. It has been since the Broncos have not beaten the Kansas City Chiefs since week two of the, or since the second game against the Chiefs in 2015. Was that October? Their last win against the Chiefs was week two of the 2015 season. But I think what will make Vance Joseph better is Sean Payton. I don't think especially as a defensive coordinator, he didn't have a coach like Sean Payton in Miami. He didn't have anyone like Sean Payton when he was in Denver. And he certainly didn't have anyone like Sean Payton in Arizona. So I think he's going to be what helps Vance Joseph take the next step as a coach and makes him better. But I also think his, I think Payton's offense is going to make Vance Joseph better. And then the talk of Sean Payton, potentially bringing on Matt Patricia as a senior defensive assistant. I think that will, that that's something else that will really, really help Vance Joseph because Matt Patricia knows defense. He was a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. He worked with Bill Belichick, who's one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the national football league. So the pairing of Peyton and Patricia will really help Vance Joseph. If, Peyton hires Patricia as a senior defensive assistant. Well, and, and we talked about this before we started recording, and I brought up the fact that when you look at when you look at people in general, and, and you kind of have to exclude athletes from this a little bit. Athletes sort of have a, a quicker, uh, you know, sort of peak to decline, uh, you know, sort of arc in their careers. Most most people will tell you, most people will tell you that five years ago, they were not as good at their job as they are today. If you have the same job today as you did five years ago, you're probably better today than you were five years ago. Maybe you're, maybe you're a little more disillusioned, a little more salty about it. That's, that's certainly some, sometimes how I feel as a, as a junior high teacher. I'm, you know, I know I'm better at my job today than I was five years ago. I may not enjoy it as much sometimes, but I am better. Uh, that, that is a, a, a thing that I am hoping for with Vance Joseph that he's been in several different systems. He's been with different organizations. He's coached with different coaches. He's gained more experience. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that his experience has been better. You, you brought up the point, like he's always struggled with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and that offense in Kansas City. He hasn't he didn't have a good defense in Arizona although if you look at some of the the things that have been said about that he was really put behind the eight ball with what he was given as far as players in Arizona so maybe you you give him a pass there but he's never been a top defensive coordinator that's just the truth right I would have preferred if they could have kept a Giro Evero I thought what Evero did last year with the Broncos was incredible but obviously his loyalties were other places he had some other opportunities good for him he's going to go do whatever he's going to do I don't care Vance Joseph, hopefully, and this is this is really where we're at with him, hopefully has grown in the NFL as a, as a coach to the point where he's going to be able to take in all of those sort of nuances that Sean Payton has. Hopefully, Matt Patricia comes in and can also infuse some of that, uh, and I can't believe I'm going to say that, but some of that Bill Belichickian, uh, you know, knowledge that he has of defense, and that can help. Vance Joseph grow into being a successful defensive coordinator with the Denver Broncos. And you're right. It's, it really is at this point, I think all about the offense and what the offense can do. How can Sean Payton get the most out of Russell Wilson? How can Sean Payton take that running game, take those wide receivers, take all of the the stuff that's there that seems to be in place talent wise, your Jerry Judy's and Cortland Sutton's your returning of Tim Patrick and Javante Williams. Hopefully uh, maybe you bring in another uh, running back to to pair with Javante Williams and Latavius Murray's still in house. You know you've got the offensive weapons there. You're, you're missing some offensive line stuff, which we all know, and that's a, a conversation for free agency in the draft. But I believe in Sean Payton. I believe that he's a, a capable coach, and that's like I said at the start. That's where we are, and I will get excited when it is time to get excited. Now is not the time. It doesn't mean I'm not a, I'm not a hopeful person, and it doesn't mean that I won't smile as things happen. It just means that I recognize that maybe, just maybe, we should hold off on getting too excited right now. I will say that Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like, there are very few coaches who are better than Sean Payton, and his record backs that up. All you have to do is look at what he did in New Orleans. And I said it before, New Orleans was not a good franchise when he took over in 2006. And in his first year, he took them to the NFC Championship game against the Chicago Bears. So, and New Orleans was historically horrible and in a worse position than the Broncos are in now. So I'm with you. Seven years of this has put me in a, let's prove it. But I also am able to see that Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in football. And if anybody is going to get this mess turned around, thanks to Joe Ellis, Sean Payton is the one to do it. I like that you uh, you made a dig at Joe Ellis, too, because that guy sucks. And I just want to make sure that I also got to say I, I, that he sucks. I will I will always make a dig at him. He's a yeah. rotten human being. I'm glad he's gone. And he should never, ever, everything about him should be bleached from the memory of the Denver Broncos. Like, he he's just horrible. Yep. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else to add to that other than I agree wholeheartedly that man is terrible. Uh, there's a special place in hell for people like him. So there you go. There's that. Um, why don't we Why don't we shift a little bit and, and talk a little bit about the coaching staff as it is constituted? Because I know that um, moves have been made, guys have been added. Obviously, the Vance Joseph thing is the big one. But is there 
at least the most recent big one, obviously. But is there a move that, that Sean Payton has made so far in his hiring? Because we did sort of complain about this is taking forever and, uh, you know, the, the show that, that we took down because it was obsolete. Our big complaint was, you know, it was like poke the bear, do something, or come on, do something. Well, they did. Uh, is there is there a guy they brought in that to you is going to have an impact that might not be expected as a, as a coach? Davis Webb. The fact that he he's a 28-year-old guy – that for those who don't know, I'm sure most of the listeners do. He was the backup quarterback for Brian Dable with the New York Giants. Brian Dable absolutely loves this kid. And I, you can't really be a kid as 28, but kid in terms of coaching. At our age, he's going to be kid, his, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a kid, which is unreal. I don't even remember being 28. But I would say I think that... I remember it. He, the way that Brian Dable talks about him... And Brian Dable knows football. He knows coaching. Just look at what he did with Daniel Jones and the Giants. Bringing in Davis Webb, I, I kind of get like uh, Sean McVay type vibes from Davis Webb because if you look at Sean McVay where he is still not even 40, like Sean McVay is 37 years old. Think about that. He's been a head coach for like six or seven years. Has it been that long at this point? Still not 40. So I get Sean McVay type vibes from Davis. Now not I'm not putting the bar like no, that. I... Like he's gonna be a head coach. But I, I love the mix that Sean Payton brought in of experienced veteran guys and young guys. And uh, they brought in Arch Manning's coach from Norman Height or whatever the name of it is in Louisiana, where Peyton and Eli went to high school where, I mean, he was Arch Manning's coach. Sean Payton brought him in as a quality control coach. So the mix of veteran and experienced coaches to go with guys like Davis Webb, I think is awesome. So I think Davis Webb has the potential to have the biggest impact, not just on the Broncos, but on Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's you know it's an interesting one. I shared a I shared a video in in our team Slack with uh, with everyone that I saw of Ryan Leaf talking about uh, the mental coach that Russell Wilson had who who passed away recently and how close he was with him. And it sounds to me like and it, at least and I know it's it's Ryan Leaf talking about it, but it is interesting. He's talking about how much of an impact losing that particular person had on him, and I I think that. I don't want to get too far into the story there because I don't know enough about it, but I do think it's an interesting point of view to look at Russell Wilson and the season that he had in his first year in Denver and the disappointment that that was. It was mentally, it had to be just absolutely draining for him to uh, go into the facility every week and know that you have not met the expectations and you are not meeting the expectations. And every week is a struggle to get there. And at the end of last season, it did look like things had turned around. Obviously, you could maybe credit that to maybe you know for the firing of Nathaniel Hackett and those kinds of things. But I think that's a, a huge part I, of it. And I would totally agree with that. I do think that's a big part of it. But I also am, am of the opinion that at this point, if you want to get the most that you can out of Russell Wilson, there is a mental aspect to him that for a lot of us, it's the cringy, like this guy is just so goofy. He's always so positive, And it's the... This attitude that just doesn't feel real, but I think for him it is real. And 
it, because of the struggles that he had, it felt fake. It felt forced. It felt uh, you know disingenuous at times, and it wasn't necessarily from his perspective. But you know how we talked last year at points about how I just as a fan wanted him to be like, you know, throw his hands up, drop a couple f bombs, and be angry about stuff, and, and he never was. But that's not who he is. So bringing in a guy like Sean Payton, obviously great coach, great offensive mind, going to work with him, worked with a quarterback of similar height and Drew Brees. And then I like what you're saying here with this Davis Webb thing because that's a new, that's a little more vitality, right? That's a that's sort of a, a new, a breath of life, if you will, into sort of a dead situation. So to me, everything the Broncos do offensively has to be to maximize Russell Wilson. And I know that there's some people out there who are like, oh no, you know, whatever he's he, you know, find a way to get rid of him. I don't believe that Russell Wilson's washed. I just think that he had a horrible season in his first year in Denver. A lot of stuff changed. A lot of things happened. Uh, let's, you know, again, I'm not getting excited, but I am going to be pragmatic about it and recognize that I don't think that Russell Wilson had that kind of a drop-off and then won't regain some of his mojo, if you will, heading into his second season in Denver with what is being built around him coaching staff included. I think he's going to get most of it back. And I think the biggest thing for Sean Payton is not the physical aspect of it because we saw the physical attributes were still there from Russell Wilson in the last two games, that throw that he made to Jerry Judy in the last game against the chargers should end all the talk about the physical tools, not being there. The biggest challenge with Russell Wilson is going to be the mental aspect of it to, to get him to believe that he can still do it. And Sean Payton is the kind of guy to do it. And I think that's why Drew Brees was, was so pushy to to Sean Payton to take the job so that Russell Wilson would leave him alone. (laughs) So I, I think, I do think that that Russell Wilson, I, I don't believe he's washed. I think he's going to get most of what he has been able to accomplish in his career back. And it's going to be because of Sean Payton and Davis Webb and Joe Lombardi. Just giving him not just the belief in himself, but putting him in a position to have success, but also being the leader that he needs. I think Russell Wilson based on what you were talking about from that Ryan Leaf video. And Ryan Leaf actually used the same guy as his life coach and his mental coach. That's where the connection comes in and why Ryan Leaf was talking about it. Is the fact that Russell Wilson's going to be able to do this. He's going to have the offense to do it. He's going to have the coaches and the leadership to do it. And Sean Payton is going to be able to hold him accountable. And it's going to be somebody that Russell Wilson can can trust and know that he has his best interests, which was not the case with Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett came into a situation where you needed to be a guy to hold him accountable, to be the leader. And Nathaniel Hackett was just trying to be his buddy and bent over backwards to give him too much. That's not a situation to succeed for Russell Wilson, and Sean Payton is going to take that away. Now, I will find, I will say this: if Russ, if the Broncos win last year, the topic is not, oh my God, Russell Wilson has an offense, an office on the second floor 
It's, wow, can you believe the commitment that Russell Wilson has to football? He has a freaking office on the second floor. It, That's it, how it yeah. flips if the Broncos win. Yeah, perception is always about about reality and that your perception of what he's what he is doing having this office. Like, why does he deserve that? Well, don't you want him in the building? Don't you want him constantly working? I think the perception with that was that he was he wasn't using the office for football, right? The the perception was, and I don't know, I don't know what he was using the office for. I would assume it was for football, but I don't know. But the perception was that he wasn't using it for football. I think that was the frustration that many fans had. But the truth is, none of us knew what was going on in his office. I, I wasn't there. If, if if someone was there and would like to let me know, fantastic. I'm all ears. I'll listen to you. But it was you're right. It was more about we're losing. What a prima donna that he's got his own office and he's not even in his locker and in, in the locker room. Who said he wasn't hanging out in his locker in the locker room? Who says he wasn't? You know, it's there's this. There's this perception around Russell Wilson, and I'm probably just as guilty of it as anybody else about, you know, talking smack about Russell Wilson before he became a Denver Bronco. And I, I, I think that that's just a fandom thing. But truthfully, none of us really know. None of us really know what the relationship is between the players, what is actually going on with Russell Wilson getting in office. I do like that, and we've talked about this in the past. Sean Payton came in and said, no personal coaches. I'm the coach. I'm going to hire some coaches. Those are your coaches. If you don't like it, too bad. And and I and and Russell Wilson respected Sean Payton enough to go, okay. And team three became Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, not Russell Wilson and his team of coaches and whoever else wants to go for the ride. So that was good. And I know it does am I allowed to say the word ride when we talk about Russell Wilson? Like I won't say Broncos country let's ride. I mean I will here for the example, but I can use the word ride in talking about Russell Wilson. Yes? Yeah, of course. Sure. Okay. And I and I think you can use it in reference to what I think it's going to be a smoother ride than it was under Nathaniel Hackett. It was a bumpy ride, that's for sure. As in off a cliff bumpy. So <laughs> all right. The next the next topic, right? We gotta keep going here because we got stuff to talk about is free agency. And I want to keep it in house because there's a discussion going on about Draymond Jones and what he is or isn't and where, what they're going to do with him or not do with him. And honestly, it, it is sort of a fascinating look at a, a player who is a good player. I think we, we agree on the fact that Draymond Jones is, is a solid player. Somehow, some, somehow he has morphed into the best interior defensive lineman in free agency. And, and is that, is that true? I don't know. But it is fascinating to me that a good player, good, not great, not a, you know, best player on the team type of player, but a really good interior defensive lineman, really, I give him really good as, a, as an adjective, is somehow like the top free agent on the market. Is that, and the Broncos are just going to let him walk. I love that. They're just going to let him walk. They're just going to let him test the market. I What are we doing here? I I, I guess I'm... I'm not mad at the Broncos and I'm not mad at Draymond. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I think you're having a business negotiation play out in public where Draymond Jones thinks that he has a higher value. He's buying into that talk that he is the top defensive interior, defensive lineman, defensive end, whatever on the market. And the Broncos are not there where you'll have George Payton say he's a top player but then on the next breath say, but we're going to let him hit the market. 
do you really let a top player go to test the market? So I think what we're seeing here is Draymond Jones is going to find out when he hits the market, if he is the top defensive line prospect in free agency, if the market matches it and he's given that deal, then he'll say, yeah, I am. And if he's not, he's going to come back to the Broncos and the Broncos are going to be like, okay, here's our offer. It, so it it's is, a business tactic. It is playing and out in public. I think it's, I think the other weird part about this is that what we have experienced with the Broncos in this off season is there's a, a certain amount of, um, of cloaked, cloaked information, right? They're very stealthy this off season with the information that they have about who they're hiring and, 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 and as far as the coaching staff and how long that process took. Whereas the flip side of that is with players, there isn't that sort of stealthy strategy of we're not going to let people know what we're thinking. It feels like George Payton and Sean Payton have made the decision that they're, they're not too worried about what people know about how they feel about the players. That feels like a negotiation tactic as well. So, uh, you know, do I like Draymond Jones? I would love to see him back with the Broncos. I don't know if he wants to be back with the Broncos. I think he does if the money's right, but if, if somebody's going to give him more money than the Broncos are willing to, he's going to walk, which is, his prerogative, right? These players put their bodies on the line every week. If they can go make, uh, you know, an extra four or $5 million playing somewhere else, they're going to do that. And I have no problem with that. I guess the question then becomes if Draymond Jones, isn't your target, who is, because now your interior defensive line is missing a, is missing a piece. That doesn't mean that it's completely out of the realm of being a successful defensive line. It just means you're missing a piece. And what else are you going to do at that point? And, and I know that, there are bigger concerns than defense. Offensive line is going to come up here in just a minute, but you still have like this player who's supposed to be really good and eh, yeah, we'll let him go. We'll see what happens. To me, the biggest issue on this team is offensive line. And I think that needs to be the number one issue. You can, you can deal with defensive because you have enough pieces in place. You can find somebody. I'm not trying to discount or discredit Draymond Jones, but if you take him away, is the defense really going to drop off that much? I don't know. Especially if you're able to get a guy maybe like Marcus Davenport. Now, there are injury concerns. There is reliability. but And there's price. Like, I, I, did, I did the free agent profile on him over the weekend or on Monday. And SportTrack has him more than Draymond Jones. But given the connection to Sean Payton, given the fact that Sean Payton and the Saints made him a, an upper an upper part of the fir, of a first round pick, maybe he'll come and play for Sean Payton for not as much. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But there's somebody who could replace Draymond Jones if Draymond Jones signs somewhere else. But to me, it has to be offensive line and my top free agent target. And it seems like he's going to be available and hit the market. Mike McGlinchey with the San Francisco 49ers. It looks like he's going to price himself out of John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the 49ers, and he's going to become available. If he does, Sean Payton and the Broncos need to – George Payton need to sign him because he can fill in at right tackle. That finally solves the issue that's been there since John Elway became the general manager in 2010. And it will finally allow me to get over the fact – that John Elway signed Donald Stevenson over Mitchell Schwartz. 
Nah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna go back. We talk about this all the time. You don't know if he signed him over Mitchell Schwartz. You, I I don't know that Mitchell Schwartz even wanted to come to Denver. So we don't we don't really know what happened there. But Donald Stevenson sucked. So there's the frustration is then Juwan Taylor, Juwan James. Yeah, go ahead. All, all those. I mean, good grief. <laughs> it was it was a it was a rough time. It was a rough time. Uh, our right tackle, rough time. That's I mean the the RT goes together there. Uh, you're you're right. It, the offensive line has to be the thing that is the biggest focus. Remember Russell Wilson's biggest complaint in Seattle as he was on his way out was that the offensive line was terrible. Where did he go? Denver, where the offensive line was pretty terrible. So it is, it is a point of concern. It is the area that I would like to see them focus on both. And I don't want to sound like a tackle bro, right? I'm not trying to be a tackle bro, but offensive line is an area of concern to the point where they need to use whatever draft capital they have to bring some some bodies in. Uh, you, you, you saw a pretty big drop off with guys like Dalton Reisner, who had a really good, uh, you know, rookie year. I think that the expectations for him was, were, were higher than they actually ended up being, you know, it's one of those things where he kind of fell off. And I think that is, he's probably not, uh, not as good as we had hoped he would be. Maybe there's a, a redemption song in there for him. I, I don't know, but interior offensive line exterior offensive line right tackle position left and right the the broncos have several holes and we don't know what garrett bowles is going to be we all know how you feel about garrett bowles you're not in you're out you're 100 out on garrett bowles and I'm, I'm okay with that i'm I'm okay with them keeping garrett bowles and and trying to make that work uh when you need when you need offensive line there's no reason to get rid of offensive line i am a i am a fan Unless of that it gets you a first round pick where you can draft one which which if, if that's the case then i think then i think our attitude changes but if they can't get a first round pick for garrett bowles or or a second round pick i think i'd even go second round pick for garrett bowles i'll bring up the package that i mentioned a couple of weeks ago sure. of justin simmons and garrett bowles i i know people love justin simmons right great guy off the field yeah. pat bowl and bronco but if you're able to get a first round pick for the two of them you do it right i mean i mean i guess it depends on how you view this team do you do you look at the and i i view it this way in some in some respects do you view this team as a rebuilding team do you think the denver broncos are rebuilding i think that when you look at the national media the the belief around the denver broncos is sean payton is coming in to work with george payton to rebuild the denver broncos it is a rebuild process but is it a true rebuild or is there enough talent on this team? And is this new coaching staff good enough that it doesn't have to be that kind of a rebuild? And if you don't, if you don't look at this as a complete rebuild, then having a first round draft pick for two starters, offense and defensive starters might not be the way to go. It depends on how you view what is going on in Denver. If Sean Payton looks at this franchise and he looks at what he has in front of him and he and George Payton sit down and go, what do we got to do here? And they make the determination that it's a tear down and rebuild. Then I think you start dumping players and and it's got to be everybody. It's not just Justin Simmons and Garrett Bowles. You start going about trading as many players as you can. Cortland Sutton on the block, Jerry Judy on the block, who apparently was on the block at the end of the year last year, probably because the, the team was doing so bad and, uh, Nathaniel Hackett didn't understand how to use him, but on the block, Tim Patrick on the block, whatever offensive lineman you have on the block, everybody's on the block. You're building draft capital and you're going to build your team that way. If you really want to do a full on rebuild, I don't get the impression that that is what Sean Payton believes this team is. I see him as a coach that's come in and 
It's almost like you're not you're not buying a house that was that was completely destitute, right? You're buying a house that's pretty nice, but the bathroom needs to be fixed up. Maybe get some new appliances in the kitchen uh, and and maybe some new flooring. But you're not tearing down walls and you're not re- completely rebuilding everything, right? The yard's still pretty nice. Maybe you put up a fence. That that's the kind of the way I look at it. This is not a complete remodel, like tear everything down situation. To me, Sean Payton is looking at this more as a, I can add in a few things here and really spruce this place up and it'll become the nicest house on the block. That's really what he's going for. Is it possible? Is that what's going to happen? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't purport to predict anything anymore because my predictions are always wrong. So yeah, I, I, it depends on how Sean Payton lo- views this team. And I think we'll find out more about that when we sort of see how things shake out throughout the course of free agency and throughout the course of, you know, sort of the, the offseason as we get closer to the draft if they decide, decide to start moving pieces. I think if you view trading a safety and an injured prone one season left tackle as a blow up, I don't no, agree with that. I'm not. I'm not saying that if you trading trade, a, a safety that's not is what I'm not. Saying. Safety not what I'm is saying, not. No. Safety is not a position of need. It's not a key position that's going to make your team better. If you're able to get a first round pick that allows you to get a franchise left tackle, which is going to make your team better, that's not a blow up. No, I'm not saying that's that's not my point. My point is not, oh, if you're trading away Simmons and Bowles, you're blowing things up. My point is, I don't think that Sean Payton comes in and goes, yeah, I'm going to trade these two guys because I'm going to blow this place up and, I, and I'm going to just start trading everybody away. I think it's more along the lines of, what does he, what does he see as the actual needs of the team and does making a trade like that get them to that point? Or if it doesn't, why are you making that trade? And if you're going to make that trade, and it works, that's fine. I just, I'm not saying that that's a complete blow up. What I'm saying is that is a move that you make that could lead to, all right, we're going to completely redo this place. We're going to, we're going to change everything. I don't think that that is what is actually uh, going to constitute a blow up. You're, you're right about that. But whether or not Sean Payton chooses to do that depends on so many other variables. And I think it lends itself to the, uh, the notion of, Maybe we have to completely rebuild. If you don't think you have to completely rebuild and you think that Simmons and and Bulls garner you a first-round pick, maybe you do that. Maybe you do. Uh, It's it's more along the lines of what are you trying to build here in Denver and what do you believe in and what do you not believe in? And quite frankly, none of us know, right? (laughs) I think that's the worst part. None of us know what Sean Payton believes in with this team. What does Sean Payton believe in? for the Denver Broncos. Does he believe in Russell Wilson? Probably. I think that draws him to the team. I think knowing that Russell Wilson's there gives him that feeling of, yeah, I believe in Russell Wilson and I can make this work. Does he believe in the offense as it's constituted? I doubt he does it in regards to the offensive line, but the rest of it, I feel like the pieces are there. So maybe he partially believes in it. Does he believe in the defense? I have no idea what he believes in. And maybe he'll let us know and more than likely, he'll let us know through what they do in free agency and the draft and all of those things. I think he should believe in the defense because the defense was – it's been good. I mean, that's the only thing that's been good the last seven years, and it's not going to drop off that far. And I think what will make the defense better is Sean Payton because his offense is going to score points. So that's going to make Vance Joseph better. That's going to make the defense better. 
I think the one thing that's that's fascinating, and I think whether or not it actually happens, is people love familiarity. So if there are free agents coming from the Saints, they're automatically going to be linked to Sean Payton because he either drafted them or he signed them. And I, I, I think that we should just throw this out right now. How long is it, How long does it take for Sean Payton to trade for Taysom Hill? Oh, that's a good one. I like that, actually. Uh, Taysom Hill is a, a vital piece of the um, of the New Orleans Saints. I have I have hated Taysom Hill for so many seasons now, mostly from a fantasy football perspective as a former Alvin Kamara owner. There's nothing like having Taysom Hill poach a, a touchdown from you when you know Alvin Kamara just rushed for 80 yards on that drive or he caught three passes for, you know, 60 yards, but the touchdown went to Taysom Hill. Like, oh, that is just killer. Although as a fan of the Denver Broncos, Taysom Hill with the Broncos and Sean Payton. Yes, please. Yeah. Cause we've seen it. We've seen Tim Tebow here. Oh, 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 ew. Is that how, is that how Sean Payton would have used Tim Tebow? Oh, absolutely. So would, if Sean Payton had been the head coach of the Denver Broncos at that time, would Tim Tebow still be in the league as a player right now? Maybe not right now. No, maybe. because he, he would want to be a starting quarterback. Who thinks that he's Steve Young? He he knows he's not, right? He thinks he he thinks he is. He knows he is. He still thinks he is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.